Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Hello, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is May 8th, 2020. This is a rant that has been building up for a couple of days. I've tried to wait to let myself be a little less testy about it. But to be honest, I'm absolutely pissed. And I'm still absolutely pissed. And if I think about it, I just continue to get pissed. And more so. So unfortunately, I have to unload it in a rant, which I guess is the true meaning of the word rant anyway. So what am I talking about? A couple of days ago, the leaders of the third and fifth largest caucuses in the House of Commons got together for a little joint press conference. Some of you will already know who I'm talking about the leader of the third largest contingent in the House of Commons, namely the Bloc Québécois, Yves-François Blanchette, stood with Elizabeth May, the, I mean, you want to say the fifth largest caucus in the House of Commons. There's three Green MPs, and Elizabeth May stepped down as leader of the Green Party, but is still their parliamentary leader, whatever the heck that's supposed to mean. I don't even care. She's basically irrelevant as far as votes in the House of Commons goes anyway. And I know in a minority government, no vote is inconsequential. Yeah, tell that to Jody Wilson-Raybould, the only independent in the House of Commons. Tell her how much her vote matters. Anyway, what did Monsieur Blanchet and Miss May do this time to piss me off? Well, some of you know, some of you heard the news conference where they stood up in all their arrogance and, is it a French thing? Mr. Trudeau is an arrogant dick. Jean Chrétien was an arrogant dick. Yves-François Blanchet is even more of an arrogant dick. Um, you know what, my apologies to my Francophone friends, and I know that Lewis is actually one of them, um, not a Francophone necessarily, but he is fluent in the, in the language. and. For what they say that got me going is they stood up in front of the national media in Canada, which has the third largest known oil reserves in the world, and stood there, smugly said that oil is dead. And not one dollar of government assistance should go to a dead industry. And it took me a couple of days to try to say to myself, oh, just go home, Lizzie, you're drunk. And she may have been, because she does have a little problem with the sauce, as we've seen many times in the past. But she wasn't. And that is the problem. If she was drunk on anything, it's her own ideology. And Monsieur Blanchette, is the exact same way. Now, I could point out the hypocrisy with both of them, 
Elizabeth May driving around in her Cadillac Escalade? What kind of gas mileage does that get, Liz? Why aren't you going around in an electric vehicle? Oh, because they're still made with a bunch of petroleum products. Just like, well, I don't know, the glasses she's wearing with the plastic rims. Just like, frames, sorry. Just like the cell phone she carries with all those petroleum products made right into it. Or how about the shoes she's wearing, for example? I mean, so much of what we have in this country is made from oil. I believe it's about 16% of all products that we we manufacture that we utilize on a daily basis are made from petroleum products. So get off your goddamn high horse, Liz and Eves, and wake up to the reality. Or you know what? Maybe it is that I need to wake up to the reality because Justin Trudeau is without a doubt the most anti-oil prime minister this country has ever had. Don't believe me? Ask the folks behind the Northern Gateway Pipeline that was killed by Justin Trudeau. Or maybe talk to TransCanada Pipelines who were already trying to build Energy East and were well along their way until Justin Trudeau decided to move the goalposts again and again and again until they finally just gave up and walked away. And if you don't, still don't believe me, well, look at Bill C-69. Jason Kenney has called it the No More Pipelines Bill. There's a reason for that. I actually called it the No More Resource Projects Bill because that's really what it was all about. Justin Trudeau himself has said that he wants to leave oil in the ground. Everybody knows his famous quote, we wish we could phase out the oil sands tomorrow. And look at Bill C-48, the tanker ban. But it's only a ban on Canadian tankers that might want to take Canadian oil to foreign markets. And I know that uh, some of you haters will say, oh yes, but they bought the Trans Mountain Pipeline Extension Project. And has it been built yet? That would be a big no. So you want to take one more step down this road with me? Let's take one more step. Protesters blocking railroads, blocking highways, causing chaos to Canada's economy. And what did Mr. Trudeau say? We need to get the, the police in there to take these barricades down right now. Oh, wait, no, that's what Lewis and I were saying. Mr. Trudeau said nothing. He said, oh, I'm going to have to stop my trip to Barbados and come back and deal with this and say that, well, nothing, actually, and finally say that, this needs to stop. These need to come down. But I won't make the RCMP take them down. As a matter of fact, the RCMP commissioner, appointed directly by Justin Trudeau, decided to say, and I quote this young lady, saying, enforcement is our last option. Aren't you kind of the police who are set to uphold Canadian law? You know that oath you swore when you graduated depot in Regina? But I guess forget about that when it comes to protesters who are protesting that dirty oil, after all, you know, the, that dirty Alberta oil that Quebec wants no part of, that same dirty Alberta oil that fuels one-tenth of Canada's gross domestic product. Yeah, that, that, that same dirty oil. That same dirty oil that finances one-third of Bay Street portfolios. Yes, you heard me correctly. 
Bay Street, Toronto's in Toronto, Canada's financial hub. One third of all portfolios on Bay Street just happen to have Canadian energy stocks in their portfolios. But no, no, let's just phase out the oil sands tomorrow. Let's just phase out that dirty oil. That's right. Let us not help at all that dead industry that deserves not one dollar of government funding. And you know what? Mr. Trudeau has bought into that. And you know how we can all figure that out? Well, it's pretty simple. He paid yet again lip service months ago suggesting, oh, Alberta needs some kind of an aid package and we're preparing an aid package for Alberta. And of course, the pushback came back that Albertans don't want an aid package, Nimrod. What Albertans want is to get back to work. But instead of making regulations easier on the oil industry, no, no, we'll just let them flounder on their own. And and then when the time came that the great pandemic came and we shut down all of our economies and Mr. Trudeau stood up and said, yes, we are going to help the oil and gas industry. Psych! We're, I'm just actually paying lip service to that because we're not helping the oil and gas industry. Instead, we're spending... I hope you're sitting down when you hear this because our current projected deficit for the 2020 fiscal year, $252 billion. That's right. That's only 12 times the deficits that his government has already been running. Let me say that again. $252 billion. One quarter of a trillion dollars. If you took loonies and stack them up to count that deficit up you would actually go around the world to the moon around the moon and back to the earth with the big stack of loonies a quarter of a trillion dollars but not one cent of that is going to help the oil and gas industry because well that oil needs to be left in the ground right lizzie yeah get back in your escalade and tell me all about that now as upset as I am with those folks, who I'm really starting to get upset with is Jason Kenny. first of all. I've met Mr. Kenny. You heard us talk about that in our last Grey Cup episode uh, last winter when Lewis and I actually got to meet the Premier of Alberta and have a little chat with him. A very likable guy, as many political leaders have to be, otherwise they don't become leaders. However, Mr. Kenny is really playing to the wrong crowd by trying to be statesmanlike and actually be somewhat positive and talk about building a positive working relationship with Ottawa. The time for that is long since done, Mr. Kenny. The whole idea of trying to build any kind of working relationship with Ottawa is over. And it was over even when the last election was counted. And Albertans, Saskatchewanians, rural Manitobans, rural British Columbians, rural Ontarians all made it very, very clear. They're not interested in what the Liberal Party has to say. They're not buying what Justin Trudeau is selling. Mr. Kenny, 33 of 34 seats in Alberta went to the Conservative Party of Canada, one to the NDP. Nobody in Alberta is buying what the Liberals are selling. So why are you trying to fake it? Why are you not standing up for the people of Alberta? And yes, I'm passionate about this because I'm from there, born and raised in that place. And this means a lot to me. 
it means a lot to Western Canada, and it should mean a lot to the whole country because, like I said, 10% of Canada's gross domestic product comes directly from the energy industry. When you look at all the spin-off jobs that come from the, the energy industry in hospitality and tourism and manufacturing, I mean, it's huge. And Jason Kenney seems to be satisfied to let the Trudeau government just thumb his nose at that industry, pay some lip service to it, and talk about building a positive relationship. The time for that is done. And the voters in, in Western Canada, and especially in Alberta and Saskatchewan, made that very clear, that the time for talking is over. It's time for action, Mr. Kenny, and it's time for action, Mr. Moe. And I appreciate that, yes, there is a court challenge that Saskatchewan and Ontario have against the carbon tax. And I find it very unfortunate that Mr. Kenny decided to create his own carbon tax on the, quote, heavy emitters, namely the same oil sands that supplies so much money to the Alberta economy, or it did, until it was dropped to its knees by the government and then by the pandemic and then now by the 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 price war between Saudi Arabia and Russia, which, you know, factors which are no fault of the industry, but the government free to throw money around daily, Mr. Trudeau announces, yep, more spending announcements and nothing for the oil and gas industry. Nothing. So Monsieur Blanchet and Miss May are actually getting their way in that not one dollar is going to fund that oil industry. And what are you doing about it? Talking is getting us nowhere. And really there has not been a lot of action because for some reason, and I don't know why, Albertans and Saskatchewanians are not angry enough yet. I mean, yes, there have been Wexit parties that have been established, but do you really hear much from them? Well, I sure don't. But I think it's time we started to because if we just roll over and let this government continue to kick us in the teeth like this as Western Canadians, there's going to be open rebellion. So perhaps we need the political process and perhaps we need the political leaders that are willing to take us there. And, you know, I heard a, uh, a little quip on a different podcast a couple of days ago, and it wasn't this host's quote, but he was just saying that we are the leaders that we need right now. And he's absolutely right, because we can't rely on somebody else to deliver our message for us, because clearly it is not getting through. So I think the time has come, people, to... Rise up on your own. Start calling your MLAs. Start calling your MPs and start raising the issues that we need raised because clearly our leaders are not there for us. And with an election coming up in Saskatchewan this fall, we need to send that message that we need leaders to, who are going to be there for us. And now there's talks of possibly a snap election federally, perhaps as early as this fall. We have to send a lot stronger message than we're sending, ladies and gentlemen. We need to tell, especially the government in Ottawa, that we're not going to sit down and take this anymore. We can't let what has been, frankly, Canada's cash cow, the oil and gas industry, fade away and die. The demand for oil is going up, and it is expected to increase until 2050. 
And did we want to spend the next 30 years on the sidelines when we have the third largest oil reserves in the world? I just cannot believe the stupidity that rains down from above. And what's even worse is our willingness to go along.